Welcome to another episode of the Cultivate Church Planting Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kelly, and today we're diving into a story that's as rich as the soil south of the equator. Our guests today, Manolo Matos from Calvary Chapel Lima and John Bonner of CCBC Peru, have a passion to see new churches planted in this thriving region. We'll explore the history of Christianity in Peru, the current gospel response, and the hunger for new churches. Manolo and John shed light on why South America should be a priority for church planting, highlighting challenges that demand creative solutions. Funding, education, and support emerge as pivotal needs for church planters in this area. Stay tuned to be inspired, challenged, and move to action in the mission of church planting. Let's go. Okay, welcome to the Cultivate Church Planting podcast, and um, I'm here with two men of God from south of the... Are you guys south of the equator? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I got it right. <laughs> in uh, Peru, and um, we have Manolo, and you are in Lima? Yes. Yeah, he and his uh, lovely wife uh, are in uh, Lima and children. I mean, yeah, we have two have? kids, okay. uh, seven and five almost, uh, uh, grown and a guy. Okay. Good, and we have uh, Brother John Bonner, and he's here. And um, you're, are you in Lima as well, or no? No. Twelve years ago, we moved to 9,000 feet in the Andes Mountains. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we're in the town of Cajamarca. Cajamarca. Mm-hmm. That's where the Bible College is situated, That's and right. we have a church there as well. All right, great. And I've asked these guys to come on today to talk about... Um, well, actually, it started because Manolo and I were talking the other day mm-hmm. about... Um, he was saying with cultivate and with church planting, how can we get more church planters or churches planted um, in Peru, in South America, because there's a really fertile ground for that sort of thing. Yes. So I said, you know what? I think a, a really good place to, to do, a good thing to do is to come onto the podcast and share about what's going on. Cause it's gonna be a learning experience for me too. Cause I've, I've heard of you, uh, John, for a long, long time. You're famous actually. Okay. <laughs> With the Bible school and the ministry that you've done down there. And then Manolo, you're not as famous, no. but, you know, we still like you. Yeah, that's and, all right. Yeah. And you guys can't see, if you can't see on the, if you're not watching on the on the YouTube video, you can see um, Manolo has a nice mustache. He's a <laughs> he's a handsome guy here. So I <laughs> just want to make sure we, we paint the picture before yes, we get into so it. So we uh, like to joke around with John. You know, he's my spiritual father, okay. so to speak. And so... Uh, John would introduce me as his son to uh, some people, and it's because uh, okay. of the we look so yeah we look so similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John's a handsome guy too, yeah. as we're yeah. sitting here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you guys known each other? Well, I have I met John through me coming to the Lord, really, because mm. uh, I was um, right out of high school, and somebody invited me to Calvary in in Lima. And I came to the church and I had grown up Catholic and I never um, really knew the gospel. Um, had a sort of falling out with the, I grew up Catholic and so I had a falling out with the Catholic church uh, right around my teenage years. And when I came to church, when I came to uh, Calvary, I um, heard the word being taught for the first time. That was sort of mind blowing to me that, you know, you could do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, I understood it for the first time, and I understood that it also meant a decision needed to happen in, on my end to re- either accept it or and live by it or reject it or whatever. And so I, I did and um, kept coming to church, and John was my pastor for all those years. Um, and then I uh, 
wanted to serve and I became involved with Bible college. I went through Bible college there. So I've been, I met John my whole Christian walk um, since when I was like maybe 17 forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was uh, not only a graduate of the Bible college, but he came on staff with us. Mm-hmm. He yeah. led uh, teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a significant part of our youth group mm-hmm. and as a musician, uh, a part of our uh, worship team for the church as well. Wow. Mm-hmm. What instrument do you play? Cello? Cello, uh, <laughs> saxophone. Yeah, no, uh, I play guitar and drums and okay. a little bit of bass, but yeah. Okay, great. So when did your, let's talk about your church, Manolo. Um, yep. You have a, a Calvary Chapel Church in Lima. Yes. That uh, it's called Calvary Lima. Yep. And I looked at some of the, you can go on the Instagram, follow your page mm-hmm. and um, website. And it looks pretty exciting. Like it's, it's a, it's yeah. a, it looks like a vibrant fellowship and you guys have modern worship. What's it like there? And for those who aren't familiar with Peru or yeah, South so America. That's really interesting because Peru, I don't know, you know, our listeners, I don't know how familiar they are with Peru and South America. A lot of times are sort of like the, the knowledge space is either Machu Picchu or, or llamas, <laughs> yeah, and, llamas, you know, yeah. maybe food, ceviche. Uh-huh. I don't know, you know, uh-huh. um, I love ceviche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Peru is very diverse. Uh, in, in, in Lima, the capital, is right on the Pacific coast there. And it's sort of an anomaly to the whole of Peru because it's the major sort of city there. Uh, you would be in Lima and you would, you know, there's, it's very modern and, and sort of westernized in that way. And so um, a lot of, there's so many different people, you know, it's very, very diverse, okay. uh, Lima. But outside of Lima, uh, things are very different. So a lot more rural. There's another maybe four or five sort of bigger cities, but um, a lot more like you would typically understand or having your mind of Peru, like the landscape and the rural okay. and the, yeah, you know, sort the of the mountains and everything. I yes. think of the mountains. Yeah. yeah. And that's where you are. You're in the mountains. That's correct. Wow. So how many people live in the town, city or village that you're in? Uh, in the city where we live, Cajamarca, there's about 250,000 people. Okay. So it's not too small. Not too small. We have three uh, malls. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in Lima is uh, uh, 13 million right now, which oh, is insane. Wow. Um, 13 million. Yeah. In Lima. Is it the biggest city? Yeah. Yep. Okay. How far distance are you from each other? So if you fly, it's about an hour. Okay. If you drive, it's about 16. What if you take a llama? Probably <laughs> we'll double it or triple it. I don't know. Depends on how fast your llama is. They're pack animals, though, right? <laughs> Do people do people don't ride llamas? No, not usually. We well, usually eat them. Yeah, they're right. You can eat llamas. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What about alpaca? Is it oh, the same thing? Delicious. Alpaca is delicious. <laughs> like a burger, alpaca. Oh burger. yeah, that's right. Okay. Yep. Wow. All right. Alpaca. Alpaca lunch. <laughs> Classic. Love it. Classic. You heard this one before? That was my first time. <laughs> I mean, I've known John for a long time, so yeah. <laughs> I'll pack a lunch. I got to use that one now. Yeah. But uh, so you were asking about the church in yeah, yeah. Lima. And um, what the, the interesting sort of ironic thing for me is, you know, I mentioned earlier how I met John through coming to the church and all that. And I got saved at, at that church. And that's the church I pastored today because John and I. Okay. Um, you know. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I knew that. So you had a, did you originally plant the church? Yes. yes. Sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what year was that? That was in uh, about 2001, I think. 2001. Mm -hmm. Wow. Way back. 
And what was, so tell us a little bit about your history of how you got to um, Peru and church planted mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So what's the origin yeah. story? Yes. We went on uh, a couple of evangelistic trips to Peru and we were helping the very, very poor people, people that were um, <clears throat> unfortunately um, victims mm -hmm. of the terrorism at that time. That time the Shining Path terrorist group the, oh, okay. from the Khmer Rouge in Cambodia. Oh, really? Uh -huh. they, oh. Were, uh, they were very strong there. Yeah. And uh, so we went in and we were sharing the gospel and noticed that the people were very hungry for the gospel. Yeah. The government had let them down, the Catholic Church or the religion there had let them down, and uh, they were hungry for something. something. And so yeah. when you put a track into their hands... Uh, they would read it right there in front of you. They mm. would devour it, and then they'd ask you for another one and mm. another <laughs> for their family members and loved ones. And here in the U.S., people would be like, get that out of my face. Yep. I don't mm. want that. They'll throw it on the ground in yeah, front of you. Yeah, throw it on the ground in front of you. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we saw that there was genuine hunger for the Word of God. People were hungry for hope, and mm -hmm. that was the message that we were able to bring them. So we thought, you know, um, I went to the Bible College up at Twin Peaks before it moved to Murrieta. I was one of the last graduates on that campus. Uh, what year was that? 96, I think. 96. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because I went, I was one of the first students when the, it moved from Twin Peaks yes. to Marietta Conference Center. Mm -hmm. Were you ever up at Twin Peaks? No, but I had friends that were there and I okay. used to visit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you were out in that class and then... That's right. Okay. And um, <clears throat> and so I loved the study of God's Word mm -hmm. at the campus. I loved the worship. I loved it when the young people went out and did evangelism. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought, you know, we can, we can duplicate this in Peru. We can do the same mm -hmm. thing. And so the Lord put it on my heart to take a Bible college to, to Peru. So we became an affiliate campus. Yep. Uh, at that time, there were many other campuses that were coming about as well, like mm -hmm. in York, England with Dave Sylvester mm -hmm. and uh, in Japan with Tommy, yep. Pastor Tommy there. And they were springing up all over the place. So there was this wave of extension campuses that were going out yeah. and Peru was one of them. And um, uh, again, the it was so easy to share the gospel with people. There was so much hunger that we decided to start a church as well. Okay. I uh, was a missionary in Mexico with Juan Domingo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I know his son, uh, Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For almost 10 years. So we um, <clears throat> we were very active in evangelism there uh, with Horizon Ministries. Mm -hmm. And we uh, uh, saw several churches being born there. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, you know, that was my background, my experience. And we can easily see this happen in Peru as well. And wow. so we started a, uh, a church in a park. And every week it was growing and growing and growing, and we had to keep buying more and more pop-up tents to, uh -huh. yeah, to have that. people sit in the shade. Yeah. And uh, that was the the beginnings of the church. Okay. And you had, I know that you're very uh, proficient in Spanish. Has that always been the case? I mean, even from back in the day, or no. how did that come about? Because I know it must be much easier now, mm -hmm. just having that. Well, in high school, I failed Spanish <laughs> one. <laughs> Me too, actually. <laughs> and my... How about you, Manola? Did you fail Spanish in high school? No, I didn't. Uh, I grew up learning. I, I was born and raised in Peru, and I, I so my first language is Spanish and English. Yeah. 
was sort that's of why like, the joke was funny and that's <laughs> that's why i didn't get it right that's why i didn't get it and i just learned it through just watching cartoons and all that you english know, english yeah okay your english are very good thank you his English was very good even before he had ever visited the States. Really? Mm -hmm. Too many cartoons. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, that Nickelodeon cartoon. Oh, book. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So then you planted the church. Mm -hmm. The park, it was growing and growing. You were buying new pop-up tents. Yeah. And um, you were able to get a space to meet in? Is it the space that you're in now or you've moved a couple times? No, we've moved several times. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> yeah, we rented a house. And in the living room of the house, we started having studies and then we outgrew that mm -hmm. so we uh found uh, a place in the basement of the library of the local com uh, municipality so mm -hmm. we were renting that for a time but the bathrooms were terribly <laughs> dirty it was terrible <laughs> and then um, we were driving down one of the main thoroughfares in lima uh, javier prado and my wife looked up and she saw a for rent sign and okay so we called and um, and uh the price was about right. The price was about yeah. right. Uh -huh. So it's we, always just outside of that, exactly. you know, just right zone. But that's mm -hmm. faith. You can we, have that faith. We took a step of faith, rented there, and went to uh, two services and three uh -huh. services, uh -huh. and uh, and then we got kicked out of there and moved to a large auditorium in the the Rama Magisterial, mm -hmm. and we were there for several years. And uh, that's when Manolo took over the leadership of the church mm -hmm. and um, and they're in other places now mm -hmm. is that where you so you're in another place now yeah so after that auditorium we uh went to a theater we mm -hmm. rented a theater it's close close by where it used to be and um we were there for a few years and COVID hit mm -hmm. and uh we shut down for a year and a half we were online only for mm -hmm. 18 months was that the way it was around uh, Peru? It was pretty strict or? Oh yeah, yeah. it was wild. Yeah. You, you can read about it in the news. It was like ridiculous. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was then, in New Zealand at the time. It was pretty oh, crazy you? too, yeah. Did you get stuck in there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, and, and then uh, after that, we um, we left the theater and we are currently in a another auditorium in San Isidro in Lima. Okay. And it's going well. Good. So what, when it comes to church planting, um, and I'm just going back to our conversation we had, mm -hmm. that let's, how can we get Cultivate involved? How can we get church planting involved? Because you see a need, a hunger. I assume that, and John, you can back this up. There's still a hunger for God's word. Um, how, what are your, what are your thoughts on like, is this a urgent issue? Is it something, and how can we get involved with that? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And the the culture has changed since, you know, when John was describing when he first came to Peru and, and the, the hunger of the people and mm -hmm. all of that. And that's that's changed nowadays. It's sort of similar to the U.S. where, you know, you were saying, like, people wouldn't even receive a tract. You know, mm -hmm. give it to yeah. them. But that's sort of like what, what, what it looks like today. Okay. Um, but the, the need is still very much present. And people have... Um, you know, in the in the U.S., you have this thing of culture, Christianity, and like the sort of like you're born into it type of a situation where you know there's a sort of what I perceive as people thinking America is sort of this Christian nation, mm -hmm. and um, but there's not a you know it, there's a struggle there with okay, so do we know the gospel and do we walk with Jesus, right? And so Lima or even Peru, like there's that same struggle with like the 
Catholic like religion. You're born into it type of a thing. And but people don't really have um, the clear sort of understanding of what the gospel means and, and, and the sort of like, you don't have to do all these things in order for God to be okay with you. And, and there's this like fear. So there's this really deep misunderstanding of the nature of God and the plan of God for people that when you get to explain to people, it just changes their life. It changed my life. Okay. Right? Yeah, for sure. Two, two quick questions. And this just come to my mind is what, what is it? What is, how is uh, Peru the same and different from the neighboring countries in South America? And, um, also what are, what does the church landscape look like? Cause I know the Catholic church is, is predominantly the, the main religion, I would assume that's what I've always heard. But what is that? What are other like evangelical churches or like mega churches, things like that? Mm-hmm. Why don't you, cause your experience is going to, the first question is because your experience is Peru, but I'm sure you have knowledge of other countries surrounding mm-hmm. in the South American world. Why don't you do that one first, John? What is it, what is it like there in Peru compared to some of the other South America? Cause I, the reason why I'm asking, I think people are listening and they're thinking, I want to go to Chile. I want to go to Argentina. I want to go to uh, Brazil. Brazil, I know, is different because they speak another language. Right. Yeah. So, but what's it like as a whole in South America and then specifically in, in Peru? Well, Manolo might be better prepared to answer that question. I'm thinking... Um, How long have you been there? Twenty. Uh, we're starting our 25th year uh, in October. Okay. Yeah. Are you even 20, 25 years old? I'm 18. No. <laughs> 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 Those past since I was three. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, you're a very godly child. <laughs> what no, do you but, see the differences between other South South American countries? I I think that there is definitely a, a unique uh, set of idiosyncrasies to each country in South America, but at the same time, there's a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. So the plight sort of of the forgotten and the poverty stricken and you know that that sort of scenario there that's permeated through south america mm-hmm. um and this desire to um uh, to move ahead in life and this desire to do well for yourself and your family and this sort of yeah this understanding of of like this there's more to life than this. And there's a strong sense of resilience in people. Okay. I was talking earlier with somebody about Peru and how the last few years have been crazy politically. And surprisingly to myself, you know, as Peruvian, like the country hasn't like imploded, you know, it's, it's, oh, so it's, it's survived. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a resilience there. What about the churches? Well, uh, they say that there are, um, <clears throat> The, the national religion is Catholicism, mm-hmm. uh, 89% Catholic. Okay. And uh, in the 11% that is not Catholic, they uh, include all Protestants, which we, they would consider Mormons and Jehovah's oh, yeah. Witnesses. Uh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, independent, charismatic type of churches. Right, and that's what I was kind of getting at, because we, we ministered in East Africa for a long time, mm-hmm. and there was kind of a similar thing where, mm-hmm. amazingly, so many of these independent, charismatic churches mm-hmm. were springing up. Exactly. So, same there. Same in all of Latin America, really, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately, very little teaching. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. In most cases, the pastors aren't prepared. Mm -hmm. They haven't seen the model that we've been blessed to use. Yeah. And so there's a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of bad teaching out there. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of abuse by the leadership of the uh, churches, the pastors who, yeah. who see. You have a lot of the like prosperity gospel and that sort of thing too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. To give you an example, lady came up to me after um, teaching on a Sunday morning. I was teaching on tithing. And she said, uh, Pastor, um, should I continue tithing even though I have a large debt? And I said, well, that's between you and the Lord. Yeah. She had a lot of credit card debt. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and uh, she started crying. And uh, she said, can I tell you how I got into debt? And I said, sure, that's fine. And she, uh, she mentioned that her former pastor told the church that if they all uh, withdrew, from their credit cards, cash to give to the church, that God would bless them 100 <laughs> times more. And so that's how she mm. got into credit card debt. And it's, it's an example of what we see often mm -hmm. in, in Peru and Latin that's America. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's common. Mm -hmm. Someone's going to have to give an account for that, I think. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know, she has to give an account to the credit card companies for the money <laughs> that she doesn't have. And now they have to give an account to God, mm -hmm. I think. <laughs> Um, Bible teaching, systematic uh, Bible teaching churches um, are going to be the solution to that. So yes, yes. how did I mean, how do the people uh, um, kind of get into the Calvary Chapel style of church? Like, what is their response to that type of a church? I mean, by experience, I can tell you that the response is overwhelmingly positive. You know, when mm -hmm. you get to hear and see the truth played out and how there's this freedom and there's this sort of sense of, of release, you mm -hmm. know, to like, oh, I don't have to work for my salvation. I can, I'm actually already loved. I'm actually already accepted. Mm -hmm. um, that's just mind blowing to yeah. our mentality, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. Can I share another story with you? Brett? Sure, go ahead. So um, we were starting a church up in Wanaco in the central mountains uh, and Pastor Fernando, uh, his family was there. So he wanted to reach out to them. And uh, the Lord put something on his heart that was really sweet. He wanted to invite all of the other churches in the community to an inductive Bible study method. Okay. Good. And so he brought the manuals and, mm -hmm. and uh, told everyone that it was free, there was no charge, and it was including lunch as well. Wow. So yeah. they, they came to the door and he gave them all a manual and they asked, how much is this going to cost? And he says, no, no, this is just to bless you. Uh -huh. And then it got to lunchtime and they knew, okay, this is where. Now we're, we're going to have to pay. Right? <laughs> and now we're going to have to pay. He yeah. said, no, no, this is just to bless you. Oh, okay. And uh, so uh, the pastors there were blessed and it developed a relationship with the other churches. They knew that they, we weren't there for the money. Uh, and we gave them a tool that they could use to do the, um, you know, verse by verse teaching chapter yeah. by chapter and, and they really loved it. Yeah. And so it gave us an open door. It gave us trust with the other pastors. It was a wonderful thing. Yeah. And, uh, I think that that, um, that should continue too. Yeah. And, and you're saying Brian about, you know, how can we sort of support or come alongside or what can, how can we get involved? And I think that it's important to me to communicate like, uh, Lima, and I think all over South America, really, like it's full of people who are willing and ready and able and talented and called and, 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 um, you know, used of the Holy Spirit to, 
reach their own, right? And that's sort of like where I feel like I, I am, you know, sort of like a missionary to my own. Like mm -hmm. we, you know, it's really, I, and I can think of the top of my head, like probably five or six guys in our church who are just ready to, you know, they would be out there in a second. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you know, how can we build a model where it's sustainable? You know, we don't just send people out and mm -hmm. to the wild and just, you know, maybe check Good back luck. on them yeah, next yeah. year, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's sort of like where we are at is just, you know, okay, so we, we know you're ready. We know you, you have it in you. We know that you're called. We know that you're able. How can we come alongside you and, and sort of help you in moving yeah. forward, you know? Yeah, because you've got the guys yeah. that are willing to oh, do yeah. it. <laughs> what do you say would be the bi biggest obstacles to church planting specifically in Peru or in South America in general? So that's a great question. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is... is um, a sense of am I able like am I there's a very deep sense of fear that like if I step out of this like I don't know what's going to happen mm -hmm. you know and, and I don't know what I'm signing up for in a way you know yeah whereas I see a lot of like the missionary mentality of like the, the go get them type of thing like I'm going to do this like there's not a whole lot of that in South America okay so we have to encourage locals to step up that's what I love what John did with me is that I, you know, cause that's okay. my, one of my bigger struggles is like, I, you know, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? But like for him to say like, Hey, you know, I want, I'm praying for you. Like here, take this, you know, take this up. Like that was huge for me. And so I think that, that there needs to be more of that, like local sort of like pushing. Empowering the local yeah. um, believers. Yeah. That's good. What is it? I mean, you've been doing that for the last 25 years. Mm -hmm. What is that? I mean, cause you know, you are not a local originally. Right. But you've come in in order to help empower the local believers. And that's the sustainable model mm -hmm. of what we're trying to do. Is the Bible College still in operation at this moment? It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't have the numbers since COVID that yeah. we had at one time. Yeah. And we're praying that the Lord will fill the, mm -hmm. all the banks that uh, we have there. But uh, something that we uh, see is that there's a resource in the young people that are there. Okay. And uh, Manolo, when I handed the church over to him, he was 23. Wow. 22? 22. 22. And Were so you he, married at the time? He For was. one year. For one For year. For a okay. whole year. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're an expert. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, the, the uh, young people are so important. They have... Uh -huh energy they have vision they have but that's uh, good of you to believe in the young guys because that doesn't happen a lot of times you true. know that does it's not true. happen because mm -hmm. i mean i'm getting up to be an older guy too i'm i'm 45 wow i know <laughs> and um you know i used to be i've always felt like the young guy because i i started pastoring mm -hmm. the planting pastor left uganda within the first year i was the pastor 24 mm -hmm. and um you know i i thought I can do it. That's how I felt. Mm -hmm. And that's probably how you, I mean, you, you're scared, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, it's a big job, but I thought I can do this. Mm -hmm. And, but I forget it now that I'm older, that this is the way that some of these young guys feel that yeah. they can do it. Yep. Yeah. So. In a way, I feel like we're sort of like avocados and like, we're just like, we're not ripe. We're not ripe. We're not ripe. And then it's like, and then you have one day, like 24 hours later, you're like, oh, you're, I'm over, like, I'm overdue. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, when was I just right? <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Let me ask you something about the Bible college. Yes. Can um, American students come over and train in the Bible college? Yes, we have a full program in English. Okay. okay. A full program in Spanish. All right. <clears throat> and uh, 
Sometimes the classes are translated, mm -hmm. but we have so many pastors that want to come from the States mm -hmm. that we can actually offer simultaneous classes. Ah, because they're already having to be translated into right. Spanish for mm -hmm. the local students. Mm -hmm. So then if you're English speaking, you can... That's right. Okay, I'll put a link to that. So in case um, oh. some young guys or girls are listening, guys and girls can That's come, right. okay, mm -hmm. can spend uh, some semesters of... Cal is it Calvary Chapel Bible College That's extension right. still? Calvary okay. Chapel Bible College Peru. Okay, and, great. And um, we, uh, you know, our emphasis is raising and uh, uh, sending out missionaries. Okay, So Good. it gives the students the opportunity not only to study God's Word, but to uh, be on the mission field. And many of the students discover their spiritual gifts mm -hmm. while they're at the Bible College. Yep. They discover their call to ministry. Some as pastors, some as uh, missionaries, some as teachers. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's what we want to do is prepare them for the next step okay. af after Bible college. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Manolo, how can we plant more churches in Peru? Um, is it funding? Do you need funding? That's part of it. Yeah? Yeah. Do you need training? You've got the Bible college. Yep. So the Bible college is key and training people and uh i think i've always said you know uh, that bible college for young people at least is one mm -hmm. of the um best decisions you know that, that okay. you can do is just go get training go get prepared um and and, and john up in kahamarka with the bible college that has a such a unique sort of emphasis like he said and and i think it's really great to be able to soak that in and to mm -hmm. sort of get the vision of of you know, the, the spirit moving in that direction of planting churches that are healthy and that are preaching the word and that are reaching the community. So, um, I think training for sure. Um, and I think the connection with, uh, you know, the, the local churches that already, you know, like we have, like I said, they have five, five or six people there that mm -hmm. are just kind of ready. And we just start, <laughs> we need to craft this program of like, okay, let's mm -hmm. sort of pilot it in a way, you know, just, yeah. you know, send you out and, um, I think all those things are needed. Brian, you mentioned finances. Mm -hmm. And in Peru, as in many places in Latin America, it's a different uh, environment uh, mm -hmm. to where the people we're ministering to are very, very poor. Yeah. And so uh, a tithe income from them is not very significant yeah. in order to cover the needs of uh, of the churches. Of the churches and the pastors and everything. Exactly. Yeah. And as yeah. the churches grow, there's more financial needs. Yeah. And um, and so that's always a challenge. But we've seen the Lord faithful mm -hmm. in all of these years in all of our churches, yeah. and, and uh, we're continuing on. But, yeah. but um, um, if the funds were there, there's so much more that that can be done. Well, I'm glad we're on. You're here today because you know the listeners can. And I keep saying this when we're talking about developing nations or nations where there's uh, kind of a need like that mm -hmm. is. To go on on CGN, we have a, a place to uh, to donate, obviously, but also for church planting. And we'll get those funds out into this specific. And that's what we want to do is cultivate is not only help with assessment. You know, are these people ready? Or just this guy, let's say you have a young guy. Is he ready? That's assessment. Training. So we're working together with Bible colleges, with local churches, um, and then also funding. So it does take money. That's what, you know, we need to realize to get off the ground. We have to, you know, you didn't get to the meeting place you were meeting in 
by going and being a nice guy to the <laughs> to the landlord. You know, you have to pay the bills, and so there's that. And then also the the follow up, the long term follow up in relationship. And I love that you guys are there on the ground in the country to be able to provide that long term support mm-hmm. um, for the ongoing ongoing work. So if you're listening to this, uh, just take a minute. I'll put that link as well. The Bible College one, and then the link for um, how to donate, and then we can work together on, you know, how can we, we don't want, what I'm trying to say is we don't want any barrier to be in between mm-hmm. the person that God's calling to plant, the team that God's calling to plant more churches, and them getting out on the field. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think, I think, you know, between us here with Cultivate, just getting going here, we're going to have that ability to do it. So I'm really excited about that. Awesome. Guys, great having you on the show. I want to give you one more thing uh, to say that's on your hearts, whatever it may be, whatever you want people to know about. John, why don't you go first, and Manolo, you can uh, can share your heart. Well, we are grateful for the involvement and prayer is yep. uh, so essential, and uh, and a large part of what the Lord is uh, uh, doing. He does it because people back home are praying. So that's we want right. to say thank you for your prayers. Yep encouragement, visits. We have teams come down and okay. work with us as well. Great. If someone wanted to bring a team from a church, for example, who do they contact? Mm-hmm. They contact you? Yeah, contact the Bible College on okay. the Bible College website. Okay, I great. believe that there is a volunteer page or okay. a teams page. Or a contact page, I'm sure. So. Exactly. Okay, I'll put that link. Contact the Bible College and you'll be able to host. We'd love teams. to have you come. Okay, great. Manolo? Yeah, I am thankful and grateful for the... Um, the connection here mm-hmm. and uh this is something i was talking with somebody else earlier is that you know it, it seems like this sweet sort of fellowship that's being that that's happening uh recently and our connection with you guys and cultivated cgn and and calvary it's just very uh refreshing yes uh, because this this is the thing i wanted to go to get to is there's out there in the mission field um can feel sort of lonely at times yeah you know, and this sort of brotherly sort of connection and fellowship is so precious and it needs to happen more, you know, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm grateful for for that to have you guys okay. alongside. Yeah. Can I come visit you? Of course. Go there? Yes. Okay. Please You'll do. have some alpaca, alpaca, alpaca steaks. steaks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'd love to have you in the market. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I want, <laughs> I want to plan on coming. And we'll market. feed you cooey. Cooey, what's that? What's that? Cooey? Guinea pig. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, I've eaten a lot of strange things living in East Africa, but... Uh, You're ready for it, then. I, I don't know if I'm ready for it, because <laughs> it's an acquired taste. All right, guys, thanks for being on the show. God bless you both, and uh, look forward to seeing what God's going to do in the future. Thank you, Brian. Yep. God bless.